All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. Now, SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. And I'm so excited about today. Um, I've got a new friend on the line. Uh, it's going to be a great guest. But before we get into that, I want to give you sort of the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our hardships, our trials, our tribulations, and share expertise and experience in such a way that we can help each other sort of uncover God's plan for our lives. But you may be listening to this and say, but Dustin, why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is, we all have stuff. We all have hardships. We all have junk that can begin to accumulate and even change the trajectory of our lives if we allow it to. And so that, my friend, is why you need to join this safe place and and just tune in weekly as we uh, share hardships, struggles, trials, triumph, victory, and all of that, that we can unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. Now, with all of that being said, I want to introduce you a great guest, a new friend of mine, Mr. Brad Bloom, to the show. Hello, Dustin. Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Brad. Now, for those of you uh, who are tuning in, Brad Bloom is the publisher for Faith and fitness magazine so i am really excited about these two worlds that i'm very fond of myself um have kind of come together and uh they've been together for about the past 17 years i think you have been um with this magazine correct brad that's absolutely right yeah and dustin i want to just encourage your listeners as they're uh you know first tuning in here to today's podcast to uh not have any preconceptions on what fitness is i think a lot of times people's immediate image is some person lifting really heavy in a weight room at some gym and while that is some of it it's certainly uh not the only thing one would want to think of and uh feel like they have to do to experience a fit lifestyle you know that's that's beautiful that you bring up that topic brad because here's the thing um you you know when when people talk fitness they have one thing in mind and it's like it's like the shredded six-pack abs it's like the 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 boulder shoulders and all of that now how have you what made you take these two worlds of faith and fitness and put them together it's 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 quite beautiful it's it's quite genius and it brings a whole new perspective to the fitness lifestyle well thank you yeah you know uh it's been gosh maybe 20 a little over 20 years ago uh, when the internet was really new hard to believe it's just uh, it, it's not all that old right uh, i was on uh crosswalk.com i think it's still around but what it looked like then and what it looks like today are very different. Back then it was just a message board and somebody had posted a message saying, you know, I'm curious if anybody knows if there's an existing Christian fitness magazine out there because while I like the, the science, the content of men's health and muscle and fitness and some of these other fitness magazines, I'm kind of shy about in fact, I really don't want to put them on my coffee table at all because they're near pornographic. Yeah, yeah. And 
don't want my kids getting into that type of stuff. So the question was asked, and I read it, is there an alternative? And that sort of piqued my curiosity. I started looking around, did some research, and found out that, no, in fact, there wasn't any real Christian alternative to a fitness magazine. Oh, there were a few how to live longer, you know, healthy living, almost like an AARP retirement type of magazine out there that had a Christian nuance to it, but nothing really that was uh, on target. And then I asked myself the next question. If such a magazine did exist, how could it not just be an alternative to what the world celebrates as fitness, but something that truly articulates what God intends for us to know and to live out as a fit lifestyle? And so that was really the birth of Faith and Fitness magazine, and we keep that in front of us as we produce content, and we really try to, to... always critically look at how do these two things come together and not just uh, you know a nice idea but really be dynamic I know a lot of people ask me so faith and fitness does that mean praying before I exercise (laughs) or listening to Christian music while I you know run or does that mean you know uh, reading a Bible verse once I'm finished and I go yeah sure those are all nice things to do and that's certainly headed in the right direction but God wants us to discover the real depth of integrating our Christian faith our passion for God with this everyday lifestyle that we have we've got physical bodies how are we going to use them and God says I want to expand your vision tremendously on just how that can happen. Brad, I love that. It's like a it's like a blended version of both because typically you'll see uh, you'll see your extremes on either side, right? You, you see your your, your your Bible beaters who beat everybody with the Word of God, and then and then you see your fitness side, uh, your 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 ideology almost idolizing this this massive muscle bound. And I've been there, man. I've 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 been in the fitness lifestyle. Um, I've 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 gotten all the muscle mags, and I followed all of the best. Uh, bodybuilders and all of that, and that's great. We want to enjoy uh, fitness and all of that, but you can take it to a point where God plays absolutely no role. Fitness becomes your God, and and that is all you are about, and you lose touch with who God created us to be. So I'm I'm just I'm just grateful for for what you've done here. And uh, now, how have you found? Um, the the magazine world. I know we talked briefly yesterday, and you said you've stayed digital. Um, how have you found faith and fitness, the ebb and flow over the last seventeen years? Kind of take me through some of the highs and lows. Sure. So first of all, let me, as I shared with you yesterday, share with all of your listeners that Faith and Fitness Magazine is totally online, and as a result, it's totally free. So, you know, people ask me often, how many subscribers do you have? And I say, as many that want to go to faithandfitness.net and start reading. We have a ton of content, as you might imagine, that's been developed over 17 years. We're on a bi-monthly schedule. So what that means is we come out with a new issue every 60 days, and there's really no hard, fast reason why we need to do that given that we're not a print publication. It's not like we have to get it to the printer and then get it in the mail. Uh, 
we can do whatever we want to do, but we have that 60 day cycle because it really does give everybody that's reading it, everybody out there, your listeners, an opportunity to take the theme that we develop and really prayerfully go to God with that, to read the content, to connect with the people in their own networks and to really critically look at a particular topic before we move on. And that keeps, I think, some engagement going. It keeps us motivated to to be looking forward to what's next and, and for that, quite honestly, what I really believe is a God concept on how to live life, and that is constantly moving forward. And, and we see that in the world today, Boy, it's so easy to just stagnate. To wow, get, isn't it? To get stuck with the pain that's beating us down and to to not move forward, to get discouraged. So uh, I'm really excited that we have that. In terms of the ebb and flow, and I think you're discovering this too as you do your podcast, sure. people tend to be a little more online uh, digging into uh, what's out there during the winter months and the early spring months. And then by summertime, as you might imagine, things, everybody's like, hey, it's it's nice out. Let's get outside yeah. and do some stuff. Let's plant a garden. Let's go run. Let's take a vacation, whatever it might be. And then, uh, you know, towards the latter part of fall, uh, obviously there's a lot of holidays, but then people get back into reading. So in terms of just the ebb and flow, we sort of see that cycle. Uh, Again, I think there's a lot of opportunity for uh, all of us, both as content producers, you and me, but also as just the everyday person out there to develop some discipline to feed more regularly throughout the entire year uh, to nurture our spirits in God. You know, I, I, I love that. And, and I think, you know, it's it's like anything else. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have ebb and flow. But as, as the content, you mentioned something, Brad, that, that I think would be a beautiful segue for us to transition into and kind of get kind of get a sneak peek of exactly what's inside this magazine. You said you give 60 days between uh, between release of, of the magazines to give you enough time to really prayerfully consider and read the content. I want to take this month's content that, that came out. It's, it's, uh, it's accountability is greater than atrophy. And, and so in, in this particular um, uh, magazine, I, can you unpack a little bit of kind of the theme of accountability is greater than atrophy? And I think this will start to, to transition us into a great discussion of how we can transition into 2021 a little bit better than 2020. Sure. And while your listeners are listening, if they're able to, I'd encourage them to go ahead and go to Faith and Fitness. And they can actually look at the the magazine cover. I don't know if you have it there in front of you, Dustin, but on the picture is uh, in the background is a woman uh, that is sitting in a wheelchair. And she's sitting there a little uh, depressed, a little disappointed that her health is keeping her bound, keeping her. Maybe she's got a disability. Maybe uh, it's because she's a little overweight. Uh, It could be that she's recovering from surgery. We don't know, but we see her there in that wheelchair and she's clearly hurting. And then layered in front of that, we've got her 
exercising with a personal trainer and starting to uh, make some improvements in her health. She's got a smile on her face in that picture. And the whole idea of this issue of Faith and Fitness Magazine is to say, you know what, if we'll take time to do some sort of physical activity with someone else, we'll find that God will use that, bless that, beyond us just staying sedentary and all alone. So, in a real nutshell, uh, that's what we want to help readers explore. And, And boy, I'll tell you what, Dustin, it's just so really important for every listener of yours to unpack that differently. It's going to be totally different for everybody. Um... But, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. So I want to take the two words, um, accountability and then atrophy. So um, will you explain what accountability looks like for Faith and Fitness Magazine? And then also I want to get into atrophy because a lot of people um, are not – atrophy is is widely used in the fitness world. And – and not a lot of people are very accustomed to those two words. Can you give us a little background of, of, of what accountability means to you and, and atrophy means to you? Sure. Well, let me just uh, initially say in, in terms of what it means to Faith and Fitness Magazine in terms of our daily operation. We are uh, first and foremost accountable to God. We really, you know, uh, I always tell people this is not, just the Brad Bloom ministry. This is a ministry that God wants to do, wanted to do 17 years ago, has been doing it, and it doesn't depend on me. It's something that God wants to in get other people involved in. And so that's why I'm always excited to be able to connect with Dustin, you, and, yeah. and all of the wonderful people that contribute to the magazine, because to be accountable with this ministry, we need to recognize that it's nothing that we I own. This is something that God owns, and I've been given the opportunity to be a steward of it. Mm. And I think if we can have that mentality in, in every aspect of our life, including, including our physical health, that all of a sudden gives us a whole uh, tremendous context, a godly context for waking up each day and doing what we do. Uh, in an article in this current issue, getting now a little more into the fitness focus of it, uh, we've got a trainer based out of Tennessee, uh, Devin Ricker is his name, and he authored an article currently in the magazine titled, Five Tips for Accountability and Fitness Success. And so, just to briefly go through those with you, uh, Dustin, the first tip that he offers is to determine what you want. you got to figure out what do I want? And I would encourage your re- your listeners to not just say, what do I want, but what does God want? That's great. What does God want to do with me? Uh, if we don't really first just stop and ask the question, we can never really get the accurate and correct answer. Mm. The second tip is find your accountability partners. And, and as I you know, illustrated through the cover of the magazine, uh, it's just so important for us to realize that we need, God wants us 
to be partnered with somebody else. There's a lot of different ways that can happen. And I know there's people out there, I've, you know, I've visited with some friends over this holiday time that they're not thinking about somebody else. It's just because it's not part of their dynamic. And it's not because they're trying to be mean or, uh, you know, exclusive to themselves. It's just, you know, particularly in this time season that we're in, they're pretty much locked up in their house. Right. Uh, but it's really critical to figure out a way, I think. God, God's plan is for us to live life with somebody else, mm. other people. Uh, the third tip, then, is create a path. And you've got to start to think about, how am I going to get from here to there? So this starts to be reflective back on tip one of, what do I even want to do, or what am I going to do? You've got to first have that picture in mind, and then you've got to start to think, you know, what's that daily progress that I'm going to make? What's that path? Number four, uh, Devin Ricker's fourth tip is to track your steps, to really start to, to journal it, to log it, to pay more attention. You know, if you go outside and you walk a half mile, let's say, uh, and you're like breathing really hard and you're experiencing a lot of pain, don't go, oh, wow, bummer, I guess I'm going to stop. Instead go, okay, now I know what causes me pain. Now I know how I feel. And you can start to then, in other words, track all the data, start to better understand. This, is, this isn't just a, a functional mechanical process. This is, in fact, an act of prayer. It's yeah. taking, wow, I felt really awful today, and then going to God and saying, God, I need some clarity on how I can feel better, because that's not good. I want to feel better. Right. What do I need to do differently? Who do I need to talk with? What changes do I need to make? And then the tip five is that he has is reward yourself. We need to really know that at the end of the day, you know, the bottom line, God wants to bless us. God wants to, and not just so that we can say, well, I'm blessed, but so that we can be a blessing to others. So that we can say, hey, I am getting strength. I am getting stronger. I am getting more determined and I can take all of these good things, celebrate them, and start to use those in service to God toward others. You know, you're you're exactly right, Brad, and, and here's what I'm here's what I'm kinda hearing. He God does want us to, to you're exactly right here and God does want us to be blessed. In fact, Jesus came so that we may have life and some versions say have it abundantly. And so That's right. and within that you just laid down uh, five great tips um, here that's not only, uh, this is like a recipe for success. I mean, like not just not just fitness. I mean, if you want to write a book, if you want to climb the corporate ladder, if you want to whatever, uh, you started with tip one. What do you want? More importantly, what does God want for you? You know, what is your plan? Like, like, like what do you want? And then number two, relational accountability partner. God created us as as relational beings, right? We don't just do life alone. And then three, you've got create a path. Like, like we need that path. We need those steps that we're going to take 
to to improve. Track your steps. Number four, um, you can't get better and let like let momentum be your rearview mirror. Like like you moving forward, tracking your steps, allowing momentum to be your rearview mirror instead of looking back. Look at where you've gone and then rewarding yourself, man. That's huge because here's the deal: life is tough, Brad, and so um, you you know we need to celebrate those small wins to help us with that momentum. That's right. Yeah. No, I like that you brought out the word momentum. We've uh, used that in some of our conversations, almost. Uh, suggesting that it's a, an endorphin type of thing, a, yes. a, a stimulant that you take. And, and, of course, it isn't, but it is a spiritual stimulant. And yeah. God gives us that momentum so that we can uh, can continue to move forward each day. So, so break down this word atrophy. All right. Yeah, you know, uh, we've got another contributor in the magazine. He's actually the uh, head for our 50-plus department. That means people 50 and older. And actually, his business in Raleigh, North Carolina, is to work with people uh, 40 and over. Dino Nowak is just a phenomenal friend of mine, as well as a tremendous uh, wealth of knowledge on uh, how to experience fitness at an older age and again I just want to just so briefly say a lot of times we think fitness is for the young person the person that's already fit well it's also for the older person that's out of shape that's not feeling well that's concerned about their health and all of that stuff and Dino does such a beautiful job of really focusing in on on just how to help uh, adults so Dino uh, mentions, and he's got a little video, which I hope people will check out in his article. His article, by the way, is titled, The Battle Against Atrophy, Mm. How to Keep Muscles and Faith Strong with Age. And uh, he's got a little video in there that provides an overview. And he just really does a nice job of helping us realize that atrophy is one of the biggest things we have to guard against in our life what is it well if if you could break it down to just a free you know a a very short definition it is rotting away it's deterioration Um, and because thankfully god gives us a life that's good and long we hope uh we don't see that deterioration take this this huge you know, like a, a multi-trillion dollar spending bill, <laughs> right. shift, you know, yeah. like, wow, okay, it's very slow, it's very gradual, uh, most of the time, but it's one of those things, you know, we wake up a little more stiff the next day, we don't move quite as much, it's about not using your muscles like God has designed them, and as you age, they start to deteriorate, now, mm. Age is one of those things we all need to realize, you know, and, and again, we, we, we talk about this in, in the fitness culture. There's a lot of fitness enthusiasts that they think, man, I'll just burn it up and I'm never going to age. I'm never going to get older. I'm never going to experience that saggy skin, that to- that tire around my tummy, you yeah. know, whatever it is. 
all of those things that are in, you know, the gray hair and with Botox and, and, you know, hair coloring and all this stuff, we can keep the show looking pretty good for a long time. Yeah. But the real truth is, is that we all age. It's part of what God has, uh, allows to happen. And so we need to, to be honest with ourselves and know that that's going to happen. But the flip side is, is a lot of people relent to it tremendously more than they need to. And because of our culture, where we're on our computers, we're in our homes, we drive in our cars, all of this stuff, we become quite lethargic. We, we don't move near as much as we could or should. And so really, the best thing you can do to fight against atrophy is to just move. Yeah. And that's again different for every person it might be hitting the weights for somebody it might be running or walking for somebody else it certainly means eating healthier we can all eat some wonderful foods i'm not asking people to eat weirdo stuff that's going to make them choke but we could all back off some of the stuff that we know is fabricated and eat some more whole foods uh some more natural stuff and, you know, my kids, my grandchildren, they love to eat raw broccoli, as an example. Mm, they just scarf okay. it down, you know? Yeah. So find what you enjoy and eat healthy. All of those types of things. So, again, we just need to, if we want to avoid the muscle wasting, the deterioration that we're not going to see immediately, hopefully, but will progressively happen, one of the things that we can do is to just, again, pay attention to God and do healthy things and be active. So um, I want to I want to expound a little more on this on this atrophy and then we'll circle back to accountability and then we'll land okay. it with how we can apply it to 2021 um, here with atrophy. I, I want to I want to be clear that in this ar- a couple of these articles, you also uh, talk about spiritual atrophy. Now here's here's what I want to here's what I want to know. The pandemic, all right? Right when we're at the time of the recording of this podcast, we are still in the midst of COVID-19. So what what have you seen as far as spiritual atrophy and and fitness atrophy and all of this? How is that pandemic playing into the average American's daily life? Um, in the realm of, of as far as atrophy is concerned? Yeah, I would say, you know, two things immediately come to my mind. One is, I give up. There's such a prevalence right now of people saying, I give. I'm just going to just not even try. Uh, and so there's a, a tremendous lack of determination. And I think the other thing that is really significant is people are just like okay whatever whatever happens that's just whatever somebody tells me to do i'm gonna feed on everything else but god yes and you know i'm not saying that we don't pay attention to the news that we don't listen to the experts not at all i'm not saying that but We feed on everything else so much, and how much time do we really sit down with that Bible? How much time do we really get into prayer? How much time do we shut up and just listen? If we would do that more, we would start to find that our spirit 
wouldn't be wasting away, but would be built up, would become stronger, would become more resilient. And so when we talk about spiritual atrophy, and I even get into my publisher's letter, and, uh, you know, I always bounce this stuff off with my wife because she just sees it all from a different, not from a different angle, but it's, you know, you just can't get enough people to, you know, give you wisdom. Brother, I do the same thing, man. It's going to be shared with people. And so she's, you know, pointed out that I get a little rough in my publisher's letter in terms of, uh, you know, calling us all to a little spiritual accountability, if you will. And, And part of what I say is, you know, spiritual atrophy happens, unfortunately, when we do the weekly spiritual practices that we do when we say okay i'm at least gonna pray at breakfast time or i'm gonna read one little devotional before i go to bed or i'm gonna show up on sunday to church and sing my songs and give my tithe and listen to the preacher preach now be clear i'm not criticizing any of that that's all good but if we rely on what we do and believe that that's all God wants, we're having spiritual atrophy. Because it's not me that's saying this. This is God saying, I want to do more in you tomorrow than I did today. Yes, sir. I need you to get out there and to be a warrior for me, to be someone strong that can help someone else that doesn't even know about me. Yeah that needs my love, that needs care from you. And so what we really need to see is there's only two ways to go. You're either atrophying, getting weaker, or you're getting stronger. And stronger takes some work. It is a little hard. But when you do it, you you all of a sudden develop a taste for it. And you're like, mmm, that's good. Yeah. That's that was wonderful. I got to I got privileged to be able to make a difference in someone's life. That's not something that you go, look at my strong spiritual muscles. That's where you go, wow, thank you, Jesus, that I got to be involved. How gracious you are to me that if I'll be obedient... I can be of service. So, Brad, right there, you you even made a statement uh, in this article in, in one of these. It says, it says, in the Bible, a guy named Samuel said it this way, obedience is better than sacrifice. Explain that to me. Well, you know, one of the things about the biblical concept of sacrifice is that they had to pick something really good, you know, the, the fattest of the calves, right? Yeah. And... They burned it up till it was all totally gone. Right. And that was in part because it was just what was told to be done. It was the giving it all away. And I think what Samuel's saying there is God still wants it all from you, but he wants you to do it from an obedience perspective. So good. To where you can say, I gladly do this. Let's be honest. As we look at all of the different things we do, and let's take the most simplest of things, and what Samuel was talking about here. Uh, it was the tithes. Yep. God had asked people to give ten percent or whatever it was, and they weren't. They were holding back, and and God was saying, "You're not holding back for me. You might think you are. You might try, 
but you're only shortchanging yourself. Exactly. You're only keeping back because this is what I've asked. And so on the flip side, when we can be obedient, and obedience is one of those things that we start out at 10%, yeah. but God says, okay, how about 15? How about 25? Mm. How about all of you? You know, and as we start to realize the beauty of obedience, again, we start to celebrate it. This is like, oh, wow, that I would get the opportunity to to be obedient. Now, let's flip it to everyday life. Yes. And not even getting into the fitness realm right now, but just in everyday life. I've talked to people before and they're like, oh, I saw a beggar as I was leaving the grocery store and I was just wrestling with whether I should give them a dollar or not, you know, because I'm afraid they might. And here's what God says. God says, do what I instruct you and do it joyfully. Maybe God isn't telling you to give a buck to a beggar. Maybe God wants you to give 10 bucks to somebody that isn't even asking, but you see, God helps you to see that they have a real tremendous need. Yeah, That's where we really, in other words, it's all about paying attention to listening to God, to starting to dial in. And as we do that, it's mind-blowing. It's like, it's like, I didn't realize that God would give me such insight. And here's the thing, Dustin, is God's going, man, I am so ready to unload on you if you'll just listen. Man, that's giving me goosebumps here. I'm telling you, you're all over it, friend. Like, it's it's all about tuning in. But here's what I often see. I want to kind of bring it back around to the accountability. In my devotion uh, this morning, I was reading in Numbers uh, chapter 33 uh, in verse 55. Here's what's getting ready to happen, okay? Moses is, well, let's, he's getting ready to die. And so God is kind of telling Moses what is about to happen whenever uh, he, his people enter the promised land. We know that Moses didn't get to go into the promised land with his people. Joshua was the one to take him. But, but the Lord kind of explains to Moses what's going to happen here. And in verse 55 it says, But if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land before you, those who you allow to remain will become barbs for your eyes and thorns for your side. They will harass you in the land where you live. Listen, we're going into 2021 hoping that it was just the year 2020 that was cursed. But in all honesty, guys, there are some habits we carry inside of us that we have to shake some inhabitants or else 2021 is going to be no different than 2020. And, and so I, I want to just uh, drive home this importance, Brad, if you will, for accountability in our lives. How can we have in count, accountability for driving out some of these bad habits that we've gotten trapped in? Yeah, well, you know, I just think that it's really critical that we, we, we quit, ha- you know, and I write in my article, uh, this this atrophy that we're experiencing is self-actualized woke Christianity. Yeah. And I ask, you know, I invite my readers to, you know, if this is you, God wants you to quit wasting away. Uh, we often just get comfortable. 
So I think that's what's really important. God's calling us. This is not a comfortable faith. Uh, and so I would encourage people to celebrate some of the pain that they've had over this past year because it's through that that God wants to invite us to a newer, le- a higher level of relationship with him. Let's not be assuming that we know what God wants. Let's really get down on our knees and pray for it pursue after him you know i i love that and i just i just stole a quote from you uh this is this is not a comfortable faith um i i just i just love that and i want that to be so clear but i don't want it to be a scare tactic either i want you to know that that yes it's it's not it's not comfortable but it's fulfilling yeah and so and i think that that's you know in in if we can tip back into the fitness realm for just a second we see these people that they're you know let, let's not use the bodybuilders this time let's use the people that are doing the group exercise class and they're dripping with sweat and they're pedaling their little bicycles as fast as they can and and you know there'd be people that would observe that and go that's fun yeah and if you ask them they go no it's not fun but i know what it's going to get me yeah and i am having fun because I'm looking, you know, as, as Paul says, I look toward the prize mm. of the high calling of God. Mm. And so that's what we need to look, look for. Uh, you know, God doesn't, so many of us feel like the word accountability is a bad word. Right. It's like, oh, oh boy, God's been pushing that on me and I just really don't want to be accountable. I don't think I should have to be. Right. But God wants to give us a bold look of accountability and let us see just how robust, how full of life being accountable can be. So with that, is there any gauges? Is there what how can I how can I look at my at my life and, and really see the areas uh, that that need to be improved on? Well, again, it's going to be different for every one of your listeners, Dustin, and I encourage them just to, you know, begin by being in prayer and say, God, where are the areas of my life where you want me to be more accountable? And to understand that that accountability looks a little different. It's not just, you know, one hard fast. It's got to be you reporting to somebody every time you goof up. Not at all. Uh, One of the areas where we encourage people to think about accountability where I encourage people in in my publisher's letter, uh, is through marriage. Uh, And I suggest that, I I sort of play with the accountability is greater than atrophy, and sort of use that greater than sign. So a strong marriage is greater than busyness and obligations. In other words, if you've got a spouse, or if you don't have a spouse, you know, somebody that you're thinking about getting married to, or whoever it might be, that that person that's significant in your life, start to think about how you can be more accountable to them by literally doing something with them. Yes. And I know that sounds pretty simple. It is. But it's, it's simply beautiful. Yes. Uh, people need to realize that fitness, taking a walk, lifting weights, eating a healthy meal, whatever, however that is for them, it can be done together with somebody else as a way to encourage them, as a way to help them through. You know, let's be honest, in a lot of relationships, one person is more fit than the other. Why are you married? But to to 
strengthen each other. Yeah. That's one of the beauties of marriage is to be able to strengthen each other. A second way is friendship and teamwork is greater than growing old and pain. And, and we've sort of dialed that perspective more towards the older adult, but I think it's it's true for wherever you are at whatever your age is to think about how you can find a friend your age to exercise with to encourage them and then to think about how that can be a testament an example for those that are younger than you but that's one of the big things about age that we've always got to think about is that us being accountable to our relationships with those our same age is really an example to those who are younger than us that are watching yep the third thing is treating someone to a healthy lunch is greater than a skipped meal and bad choices so Mm -hmm. in other words we're sort of talking about nutrition here and honestly everybody's probably heard it doesn't matter how much you exercise it's all about what you eat that's right now if you are exercising like crazy but you're eating junk food and garbage it's it's not going to do much good well what we want to encourage your listeners our readers to think about is instead of pointing their finger at someone where they go oh boy they, they they're not eating too well they're not very healthy uh to start thinking about what can i do to encourage that person in healthy eating and that might be taking them out to some restaurant that you know that's going to have better food choices uh, to fix them a meal maybe to bring a person that's shut in uh, a healthy meal to demonstrate to young children good eating opportunities in other words use the food as a way to be accountable to others and to God to to say I'm going to make a commitment to just better food a fourth one is call and check in with someone today is greater than them being discouraged or frustrated you know this is a real sort of no-brainer and sort of like what's that got to do with fitness but it's got everything to do with faith and fitness Mm. we need to use that little tool in our hand a whole lot more yes we need to put a pen or pencil in our hand and write a little letter we need to send a text message and you know you've heard it before when somebody says hey be praying for me don't just reply back and say i'll be praying for you get on the phone with them and say let's pray right now let's do this uh so the whole idea of that accountability is greater than atrophy is to not just put it off not to just relegate our our phone tool to the the secular things that we do but to really use it as a ministry tool we have in our hand we have in our ability the capacity to make the life of someone else better to strengthen them and most importantly to point them to god and all we've got to do is do it finally time is greater than gifts Mm. we just got through the holiday season and i don't know about your household but we our kids had a good time yeah they got some nice gifts they tore up Uh, my living room that's what they did there you go (laughs) and you know what most of those gifts came in this year with shipping boxes yeah so in the picture that you'll see in the article it's a dad pushing a little girl in a box in other words he realized hey okay i got her a gift but 
even this box, this vessel, has some greater role than just being a shipping container. Wow. It can be the tool itself that we have relationship, that we listen to each other, that we talk, that we hug, that we love. And so what's really critical, so incredibly important for your listeners to hear today about the diff- what, why accountability is greater than atrophy is if we'll take the littlest things that don't cost us anything that God gives us freely and simply say, God, help me to use it today to its fullest potential, to beyond what I could possibly imagine, God will say, here you are. Well wow. done, you good and faithful servant. Enjoy. Be enriched with the goodness that I want to give you. That's accountability, and it's far greater than atrophy. Wow. Brad, there you have it. Brad Bloom. Publisher of Faith and Fitness Magazine. I don't even want to end this, man. This was uh, uh, fantastic. Those are great nuggets. Those are great tools. Use what God has 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 placed in your hands. Do the best with what God has given you, and He will bless you exceedingly and abundantly more. I love that, love that, love that. Now, to bring it all to a close, tell people how they can find out more about you and about Faith and Fitness Magazine. Sure. Well, again, uh, the magazine is totally free, so if you think you've got to pay you know, 19.95 for six issues, uh, you're going to be disappointed. I get people every Christmas season that are asking, how can I give a gift subscription? And I go, well, just give them the web address, faithandfitness.net, mm. net as in network. We, It's a beautiful place to network with people all around the world that are also pursuing how faith and fitness uh, faith in God and their fit lifestyle can come together. Uh, also, in the current issue, Dustin, I'd encourage your listeners to look for the article titled 2021 Magnanimous in the Making. Mm. That's going to be our theme as we move into 2021. It'll have bearing on all of the issues that we have. And we're really encouraging uh, our readers, your listeners, to give without, to, to, to understand fully how God wants us to be magnanimous. I think it's been lacking in 2020, and we can be the ones to bring it to 2021, to give without restraint, to be willfully gracious, to uh, just really show people that we're really committed to giving them the full depth of this indulgent greatness of God. Man, I love it. I love it. So there you have it, guys. And uh, Brad, I want to thank you once again for for your time. And I know that our listeners uh, will be very blessed. If you will hold on just one minute. As for our listeners, we will see you in the next couple of days. <laughs>